What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 333. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm finally hanging up the bull whip without him. You passing out the final fedora? <laughs> I told you yeah. last week, you better bring another one. The, the Dial of Destiny. Finally watched it. Um, Two and a half hours long. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I I I, re- I really enjoyed it. Like especially the first like twenty thirty minutes. Like I wish that that would have just been the whole movie. That it was great, but you know, gotta bring it to modern day, or at least modern day for him. You know. I thought we were gonna get a little more of the World War Two. I wanted. That's all I wanted the movie to be. It's just him. Just deep fake him the whole movie. <laughs> it like, would have been a better movie. So the dial. What what was what's the name of it? The dial of destiny. It's based on a, it it's it's based on the artifact called the antikythera mechanism or machine. Um I've, I've, I mean, it's one of those, it's kind of, it, it's absolutely right on par with an Indiana Jones MacGuffin. Um, oh, it's yeah. a, you know, real world artifact, uh, steep with, uh, Nazis <laughs> and lots of, uh, you know, just lots of speculation as to what the hell it is. Um, according just for posterity, the, uh, the Wikipedia explanation for it is it's an ancient Greek hand-powered orrery uh, model of the solar system described as the oldest known example of an analog computer used to predict astronomical positions and eclipses decades in advance. It could also be used to track the four-year cycle of athletic games, which was similar to the Olympiad, the cycle of the Olympic Games. So it's fancy clock. <laughs> yeah, it was discovered in it was discovered in 1901. Um But yeah, a lot of people were like uh you know, it's a piece of tech that shouldn't have existed. That, that that's that's where things kind of vie off into the 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 tin full hat, you know, fun zone yeah. is uh you know, people think that it's too advanced for its existence cuz it's from second century bc right so i mean i i enjoyed that you know i like i said just just to preface everything i like this movie more than crystal skull personally uh i i wish i like the MacGuffin. i like the first part of the movie quite a bit i mean i like the movie as a whole a lot but like you know, the, them opening it the way they did was pretty pretty great. I really liked that a ton. Um, and then it comes to, like, modern-day indie, and it's like, his life sucks now. You know, like, he's getting a divorce. Kid died in the war. He's drinking. And it's like, you don't want to see, you know, you don't want to see your guy like that. But, like, you know, and then the goddaughter comes around and kind of gets him back 
on the saddle for a second where he's like, oh, you know, I got this from your father and he was writing me all these notes and all this stuff. And then like, she, I don't like her character. Like that's my biggest problem with this movie was her character. I did not like her character at all. That's just, you know, personal, but yeah, not a fan of her as a character and like her motivations, like just changing at the drop of a hat, her, you know, like everything just kind of like she was, she was really like a, um, whatever you, whatever Indiana Jones needs in that moment, she filled that gap. If she need if if he needed someone to be like an adversary, she was that. If he needed someone to be helpful, she was that. If he needed someone to argue with, she was that. Like she was everything that he needed to be. So from a writing standpoint, it makes sense why they made the character that way, but it just didn't feel consistent with like her characterization the whole time. Like if she would have been for real about it, she would have been like, "Well, I'm going back and Selling it, being done with it, like I don't know. It's just I wouldn't have had a problem with the flip flopping over a character if the first flip flop wasn't a full blown betrayal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think uh, that I think that set me on the course of just not trusting her character the rest of the movie. Yeah. And by about the hour and a half mark I was like, Yeah, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, I like the chick that played her, everything. I think she did a great job, fantastic job. But it's just, like, she betrays him right out of the gate. Like, it didn't even build up to a climactic, like, betrayal or anything like that. It was just like, I don't know. You know, like, it just, I don't know. It just felt weird. uh, I think with them, like, because there was always rumors that the this movie reshot its ending. Yeah. And I think to counter your point of her being everything Indiana Jones needed in the moment was to set us up for her to be the next Indiana Jones. Like the movie, I felt like the movie was trying to steer in a passing of the torch type of way. And then when test audiences were like, fuck that they were like all right pump the brakes well let's, okay let's let, let's end it like the mandalorian season three well all right here here's the thing though trev the biggest like filmmaking atrocity that i felt like they made with this movie was the fact that like they set up the plot what the MacGuffin was and everything perfectly to where they could have went back in time and did some shit and they could have rebooted it with a brand new Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Like it could have been its own like tangent universe. Sure. And as an as a time travel fan, I, I always love shit like that. But we're handling a very uh well beloved IP and I feel like that almost would fall into cop out territory. Well, not if I mean, 
but that I just feel like on a rotting level, it's very slippery, and and you only have like the more you try to hone in on certain things, like I mean the natural way of it, like you're gonna slowly box yourself in, and you and that's the one thing you don't want to do as a rider. Well, if they did, they could have done it in a very tasteful way, in my opinion. He could have went back. And one of two things, he could have went back. Whenever he went back, he might have wanted to decide to stay there or whatever. And then that kind of changes the course of history to where, like, they could basically reboot it, set it in the same time period, and continue to have a version of Indiana Jones. Or, like, what better callback would it have been if they would have went back in time, in the time period that they were originally, like, going to be going back to, and he was doing something, and a kid shows up, and you see the back of him, just like in Last Crusade, and it's like, oh, this sparks inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could have done it tastefully enough to make it be like, okay, that's kind of cool, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, and they they technically did do it in the movie. They just had 30 more minutes to kill. They should have left him in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, let him stay behind, find some way to ride it to where, you know, or just leave it as is and let her get on the plane. And then it would have been cool if, if, if we were, if we were like, I would have been fine with the ending like that. Her being in the present day, being like, damn, lost Indy, but he got the, he got the ending he wanted. Yeah. Cause at the end, he still didn't get what he wanted. First, first thing out of his mouth out of the bed was like, I wanted to stay there. Like, motherfucker, why, you know? Well, he got yeah. his wife back. That was I mean, the... yeah. Yeah. And I knew he was going to grab his hat. I was like, grab the hat. Cosplay. Yeah. She's like, put the yeah. hat on. <laughs> yeah, but, but kind of spitballing what you were talking about, Griff, though. Like, say he had stayed in the Battle of Syracuse. <clears throat> Jumped to modern day. You know, Helena went on and did her own thing. But then, out of nowhere, because just like in, um, it was either Last Crusade or Temple of Doom, where we see young Indiana Jones see the archaeologist dress like how he's going to address the rest of the franchise. Yeah. And have a little pivotal moment with that, but we they're in some temple... And it's a temple that was built to honor Indiana Jones because even, you know, like maybe he survived, you know, keep it Disney. That was the last crusade, right? Yeah. The cross. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> have it to where they, uh, you know, they find this really old ass fucking bullwhip. And you're just like, oh shit, he fucking, he, he went on. He did, he, he stayed back in time, sure, but he... He didn't change history, but he helped preserve it. Like, you know, certain things were more intact. Yeah. Certain stuff, you know, like some right. shit I think, I think Indiana Jones would have did. Yeah. Because they, they've, because with the way they've always made Indy a pragmatic character, it would have only been fitting if like his type of character has the temperament to be able to sit back and go, fuck, I gotta let this happen, but you know, yeah. I can at least keep this thing, you know, preserved so people will remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, like everything else was fine. Like, uh, you know, them, you know, going diving and Mads Mickelson and all that stuff. Like, that was fine. You know, like he did. He's a great always job. a good. He's always a good. Mads Mickelson playing the bad guy is his phoning it in job. Like he's yeah. just he he can do that. Especially and like I, a German bad guy. <laughs> and I mean, and it's not a bad performance, but at the same time, it's very much like on brand. Yeah. But um, Sof- sophisticated bad guy with batshit insane motives. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was not bad. Like I said, I mean, I just I didn't really like the chick character all that much. I think that like them having the boy. Sure. Like, what? Like, we already have a shitty female character. We're gonna have an accomplice to her. Her her short round is going to be a shitty person too. It's like, okay, cool. Like, he's a thief and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, a lot of people can argue the points. Like, well, is it Indiana Jones a thief? And it's like, but is he though? Is he a thief? Or is he trying to preserve history? You know, but, and then that was another thing too. Why didn't they bring short round back? Like when he's like, I got a guy that's got a boat that can get us there. I'm like, Oh, are they going to bring short round back into it? Like, is he going to be the dude with the boat? And then you get there and it's like, man, that would have been the perfect place to just drop him in there. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Like why couldn't they? Why and not they kill do him, that? you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, easy. I know. Dude, a lot of everybody. People yeah, everybody that Indiana Jones went up to was like, "We need help." Wound up, dude. They're just shooting teachers mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the hallway, like it's payday or something over here. You know, dude, like I didn't give a fuck. No, dude. He had the stash to rule them all. I'm not know? going back to Alabama. Yeah, (laughs) he's a professor at the University of Alabama. It's like, man, it's a it's already bad enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's already bad enough, and now you're gonna put this evil on us. So his plan was to go back in time, take over for Hitler, right? Well, no, give them the technology for the rocket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he wanted to do. Go back and give them the tech. Well, speaking of killing, though, what about that gnarly train sequence where that that mounted guns just just wiping Germans out, dude? Yeah. Well, dude, how did he survive hitting that pole? Let's be fair here. I mean, dude, that was a fucking hereditary level head hit. Dude. Yes, like it should have. <laughs> it should have killed. It would have smashed his skull immediately, and he would have been dead. I mean, I was hoping we was going to get, like, the classic he turns around and, like, half his face is all fucked up. You know, I thought we were going to get that. Yeah, and then cut to the future, and he looks identical. Younger, I would argue. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, like, identical. And it's like, you didn't even get a scar or anything, like a whiplash? You ain't got any neck problems? Yeah. Got that German surgeon, dude. I guess I don't. I don't know. A jurgen. I mean, <laughs> I guess being a member of the Third Rock had had benefits. <laughs> well, it did for a little while. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, oh. 
but yeah, man, like, you know, I, I really did enjoy it. It felt like an Indiana Jones movie. I don't like understand a lot of the criticisms of it. Like I, there's certain things that I get, but I feel like the problems that I have with the movie are very different than problems that other people had with the movie. Um, I'm just like, I, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, can we get rid of her and bring somebody likable? I would have been okay with them bringing Shia LaBeouf back over her, her character. You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the problem with this movie, not just from your perspective, Griff, but as a whole, a lot of people didn't like, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people didn't like that character either. Cause the movie, I don't think the movie really did that. I mean, Let's budget time. Had a two hundred ninety five to three hundred million dollar budget. What do you think it made, guys? Like worldwide? Yeah. Four hundred million. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six hundred. I think it made a decent amount of money. I just mm. think people three hundred and eighty three point two mil. It made its money back. It made some money back. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but, but to me with the girl, it, it, it did seem like they were pushing, they were going to push to make her pick up the mantle. I felt like they pumped the brakes at the last minute. And because of that, we get this movie where she's just more or less just a fucking asshole 90% of the time. Yeah. Um, fuck it. I don't care. The elephant in the room. I think modern day politics had something to do with it. Uh, keep in mind, you know, um, our old, uh, the the one we love to hate in Disney helped produce it. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I don't know. Whenever we've watched every other Indiana Jones movie, and like they've got different characters that kind of portray these different aspects of all the different characters that they basically wrapped up into her. And it's like Crystal Skull, it's like there's, you know, I talked about this last week. It's like there's almost too many characters, you know. They didn't need that many, that many characters and try to flesh out that many people, this, that, and the other. But, like, at the end of the day, like, they could have, like, we didn't need the kid. They could have put another character there to be another counterpart of what she was trying to be, like... They could have spread it out just a little bit more, you know? And everybody that's like, this is the moral that I got from the story. If you're friends with Indiana Jones and you're not treating him like a piece of shit, you're going to die. That's that's basically how I felt after watching this movie. It's like, if you treat Indiana Jones like a piece of shit, you're not going to die. But if you treat him like a human being and you're nice to him, then you... you, you it's just crazy, man. Oh, uh, one of my, now, I mean, we can sit and, you know, 
pick the movie apart like everybody else has done many times over. But one of the positives that I liked about it is they brought our boy Sala back. Yeah, I was happy to see him come back. He's like, I missed the desert. I missed the sand. Like, kind of a cop up. <laughs> He's like, I want to go with you, Indy. I brought my passport. Yeah. yeah I want to do another I adventure. Like, He's like, it's not an adventure. Yeah, I was, yeah, like, yeah, I was hoping he'd come too. I hey, I thought that was bullshit. It was <laughs> like, really oh, get around just... good. Yeah. I noticed how he was walking. Yeah. But I was like, cop out. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's, like, it's not an Indiana Jones film without hearing him say, you know. Indy. And, like, I was expecting at a certain point for them to do a little bit of research on Indy, find out about Marion, take her, you know what I mean? And that be mm-hmm. kind of like the thing, you know, to to a degree. That kind of be the thing where he's like, we got to find the artifacts, but we also have to go after these guys and, you know, get her back. And that, that kind of be a thing, you know? But yeah. it's just, I don't know. We didn't need some of the things that they sprinkled in there, and they could have spread some of it out just a little bit. Like, whenever he got screwed over by her at first, they should have, the bad guys should have took the dial from her and killed her. Like, that's how that would have played out in the last three to four Indiana Jones they would have got the dial, or at least that half of the dial, killed her. He would have found out that she died. He would have been upset about it, blah, 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 blah. But that's how it would have played out. But we're going to keep this aggravate, aggravation of a character around? Like, why? <laughs> why are we doing this? Like, And we're going to try to make her likable. We're going to make her character absolutely terrible. And then after we make the character absolutely terrible and you don't like her and you don't want to deal with her or root from for her or anything like that, we're going to try to make you like her after that. And it's like, yeah, but why? <laughs> like, I don't want to like her. I want to hate her for being an asshole to Indiana Jones. But that was his goddaughter. Dude. All right. What, what is a goddaughter? If in the event that like the parents pass away or something, mm-hmm. you usually right. end up taking care of the right. Yeah. So she was an adult, right? Yeah. And there's no blood relation there, right? No. Fuck her then. <laughs> <laughs> like that goddaughter means fuck all once that individual turns eighteen years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, look. If one of my really good friends that you guys you guys have met, they have a daughter, right? She's fixing to turn 14. Now, if I was her goddaughter, sure, sure, whatever. If anything happened, you know, take care of her, all this kind of stuff. She turns 18. We go on an adventure. She screws me over for some money. Fuck her. That's all I'm saying. You get one chance. So, anyway, um, especially something that can take literally, you can fly into a hole in the sky and go to a different time period and fuck 
everything up, you're out of the wheel. Huh. Out of the wheel at that point. He's not going to anyway. leave his hat and whip to her. I w- no. And that was another thing that I, I, that I mean, I was trying to go on the positives, but fuck. Um, one of the things, two things that, that I kind of had beef with was one, the tomb scene was like lackluster and second, like I was so ready for just some great, cause that's the thing. We get the big tomb scene. We finally get the big MacGuffin powered on. It does something fucking crazy. And yeah, it, it took us to a different time, but it only did it once. You know what I mean? Like, I was expecting, like, all right, we're going to go off the rails for at least a few more minutes, you know? Right. Like, like some time hopping. Mm-hmm. or Or, like... I don't know, in keeping in touch with Indiana Jones, like, they cut it on, and you see the light or whatever, like, the first plane that goes through, like, they're fucking fried, they're gone, they're dead, like, yeah, like, it's a good thing Archimedes couldn't fly, you know? Right. Yeah, and, you know, whenever the Dial of Destiny, and there was, like, talks about some type of, like, time travel style thing... I thought that it was going to be something that, like, when they found it and activated it, then it was either going to make them jump through time in that moment, and they were going to be doing, like, a time heist type deal. You know, time uh, archaeologist stuff. Or it was going to be one of those situations where, like, their mind was, like, is maybe, like, transported back in time or something like that, you know? And that that's kind of what I thought was going to be happening. And then as the movie progressed on, it's like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to get the opening sequence with young, younger Indy. And then we're going to get older Indy the rest of the time. And then there's this, you know, artifact they're looking for that does this crazy nonsense, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. Another thing too, if we're going to talk about the time travel thing, them shooting all those Nazis out of the planes and just firing guns and all that shit. Like, that's a big no no <laughs> if you're traveling back that far back, you know, you don't leave some shit like that, much less like that's that's gonna be problematic now, yeah, and i I was wondering this too, why didn't they put them in the future like well, I mean, it's in theme with Indiana Jones, man he's it's it's all about the past, bro. Yeah, but imagine just for for just imagine if they go into they go into it. They're supposed to be going to 1939. They go through it instead of going to the into the past and Archimedes and all this kind of stuff. They go into the future, and they have this situation where it's like that episode of Doctor Who with Van Gogh, where Indy sees his legacy and what you know what I'm saying. Like you yeah. you have that moment where. Indy sees his legacy and what he, you know, how he's basically in the year 2023, which would have been, what, 50, 60 years in the future? No. Yeah, something like 50 to 60 years in the future. Definitely not going to be alive that that long, right? 
and you and he gets to see his legacy and like the importance of what he did and like all of this kind of stuff like that to me would have been really cool to see something like that happen like i don't know i mean there could have been some very touching moments yeah there could have been but if you like indiana jones and you're nice to him you get killed so Oh yeah, this movie also was reported a hundred million dollar loss for Disney. <laughs> wow. I mean, like I said, I like it more than Crystal Skull. Like I definitely put wouldn't put it up there with the the first three, of course. But like, well, see, and see, that's where I have that's that's where I have the hardest the hardest uh, part about this film is that it's time travel. It's one of my favorite I don't tropey genres you want to call it. I don't care. I love it. Crystal Skull was better than this, in my opinion. And and I get that, but if I was going to put one on after I watched the three, I would probably do. Unless I'm watching them all again, I would probably put this one on before I would put the other one on. There was just, just more. There was more spectacle and more of just like. Because one of my favorite moments in, in this movie particular is whenever he looks at, when he looks at her and he goes, I've seen shit I can't explain, dude. Like, I yeah. like it, it's his one little sentence where he doesn't even, he's not talking about the old movies, but he is. We, the audience, know what, exactly what the fuck he's talking about. Like, 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 him talking to her is us basically hearing, I've seen people's faces get melted off. Yeah. On three different occasions. <laughs> I've yeah. seen a a priest rip a dude's heart out. I've seen yeah. a fucking UFO come out of like bitch. You ain't seen shit. Yeah. And I guess part of me wanted to have a, like have that have that little tailored moment for me in the film where Indiana Jones gets to go more in depth with that and kind of has that kind. You know, he gets to grandstand for a minute and put this chick in her fucking place. Like, yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah, you're the daughter of my best friend that was a fucking genius. But, like, fuck this doll. They're, like, you have no idea what the fuck is around you in the archaeology. At least, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I didn't hate it. I liked, you know, of course, Mad Mickelson. He kind of, like, backbone the movie. Because at a point, you kind of start rooting for him a little bit. A little bit because you're like, well, only because you're only because at that point you're like, I'm fucking ready to see this thing get turned on. (laughs) Yeah, like like, it's so much. Yeah, like it's MacGuffin time, dude. Like, yeah. And I mean, and like I didn't hate it, but I do hate the fact that of all five, I, I hate that it cliche in a cliche way. It is the weaker of them all. I mean, once again, just my opinion. I know we're kind of flipped on four and five there, Griffin, but I know me and you've been bitching and bickering about it. Like, what did you think, Adam? Like, like, give us your... Uh... I did not hate the movie. Not at all. It was an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end Full of the day... Full star. Right? That's right. I said full star. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. <laughs> I hit I'm the air go horn, but I didn't do that. Ah, I'm gonna go full F- stars, bro. Like even though Adam went full FYFS, <laughs> fuck you, full star. I, mean, I was <laughs> just. I said when I go into this movie, I'm not gonna do what I did when I watched the last one ten years ago. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, oh, okay. That's that's yeah. that's an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm glad that they didn't that they didn't pass the torch. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like yeah. Re- regardless of like what they did or could who have they been worse. Up, yeah. Regardless of that, like it, th- nobody would ever be satisfied. It doesn't matter. Nobody would have ever would is ever going to be no, satisfied. There's nothing that, they like, could have done. Yeah. The the torch is going to be passed. It'll happen. They'll make another Indiana Jones movie and they'll recast him this, that, and the other. But um, like, even if a chick wasn't in it or all this stuff y'all have mentioned, there would have been something where you're like, eh, yeah, why they do that? I mean, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. But, uh, I don't know, man. I think, I think they're going to give it about five to 10 more years and then we'll see, we'll see another Indiana Jones. I don't think he'll do another one. You think no, I don't will? think he. No, I don't think he will. I think they're going to reboot it. Yeah. I think that they'll reboot well, like, it. They may do, and he may be like the grand, you know. Yeah. He may be like old man Jones or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, think about like the Mummy. Like Brendan Fraser's version of the Mummy has been the closest thing that we have gotten to like an Indiana Jones type character, right? Yeah. Like, can you? I mean, you it's really... basically an Indiana Jones movie without Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like it can be done. It's possible for them to do that, um, but like because of the name association, whenever they announce it, whenever they do it, it doesn't matter. It could be perfect casting. People are going to flip their script. You know. But you know, I, also by then, they could just deep fake him. Yeah. It'll be so much better that I know. They just I know that movies with him in it. I know that what y'all are talking about is probably one hundred percent what will happen. However, I think when Ford finally—I mean, if this is truly it for him. I think the Indiana Jones films need to be left alone. Let them sit where they belong in cinema history. Well, did he say this was his last one? Because, like, when Miriam comes in at the end, she's like, you're back. Yeah. And then it just shows that hat, like he's hanging his hat up. You know, that's the way yeah. I was like, oh, he's hanging his hat up. Yeah. And then right before it goes off, snatches it. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was the reshoot. Right. Like, nah, yeah. we're not done. Yeah. Well, the hat was gonna but, fall, and but, she was gonna pick it up, and put it on. But because I think I think certain certain characters will always belong to certain actors. Because while, because yeah, like exactly, there's no like, one on planet Earth, <laughs> no matter how much, no matter how much the person gives it their all. No matter how much on point the rest of the production value is, the fact that if we got a Back to the Future and Doc Brown is not Christopher Lloyd, well, we're almost there 
to where Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd can be in the new. I mean, they'll just AI them. Yeah, and use their voice. Yeah, you and know. I mean, I, and, and, and I'm all right again, with that I'm, if it's them. Like, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. I know that's what we're gonna get. I just, I just feel like. I just feel like they should be left alone. And I think that with Indiana Jones, any any character that Harrison Ford built from the ground up, no one else can play that character like him. Not in yeah. a degree. And, and I know that the expectation may not be to be like Harrison Ford. And I get that. Let it be something different. Let it be all this, you know, new take on the character reimagining. But at that point, why call it Indiana Jones? Well, here, here's all right. Two things for, with this. <clears throat> Number one, they spent too much goddamn money on Lucas to not continue to make Indiana yeah. Jones stuff. Like, well, that, I mean, let's look at Star Wars, dude. Like, when you look at the when you look at the revenue for both franchises from Lucas, I don't yeah. think Lucasfilm gives enough of a fuck about what they make off Indiana Jones because the money train that is Star Wars is not slowing down at all. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, but I mean, that's a property. So it's like, the there's no way that Disney's going to be like, well, we own one of the, one of the largest franchises. Yeah, they didn't buy it to just hang than, it up. Yeah. Like that. Nah. But, but I mean, the, I, I, and I totally get why we're going to, because this is their first film, right? Yes. It's their first Indiana Jones film. Yeah. So here's what I think that they should do. And this is kind of like what they did with like young Indiana Jones when they did the series and stuff. It was Indiana Jones recounting tales of when he was growing up. Right. And it was like him as an old man telling stories and then the stories would play out. Right. Like that's how, that's how the the show was structured. I think that they should just make Indiana Jones be like, um, you know, this character kind of like, uh, the crypt keeper or something like that, where it's like, here's a story about yeah. archeology span and artifacts and, you know, title it, you know, Indiana Jones, blah, 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 whatever. And you cast a different, like you cast a different character. That's not playing Indiana Jones. And you have these stories that play out that involve from different times. It's like a history lesson from a teacher. Kinda, you know, yeah, he's telling I mean, you, and it plays it out, or, like, or to have like a, a little fun twist on it, have it to where he's he's admitting to all the times he's broke into all these historical places. Yeah, but he's changing <laughs> the names, action. changes yeah. the names to protect the innocent, including him his fucking self because he was there. Yeah, you know, so I went yeah. around that. He went around the corner. Uh, yeah, when I, I mean, when I, I mean, Ronald, when he got down in the tomb. Yeah. But I think that that's like why, like, that's what I think that they should do moving forward. I I legitimately think that they should be, um, like tales that involve other people, um, that are, um, that are not Indiana Jones, but his name is associated with it. And maybe like, you ba- like, <laughs> like Basil and the German razzle dazzle. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, what you do is, like, you set up, a like, a foundation or something like that, right? It's like Indiana Jones presents, insert, you know, what blah, blah, blah here. And it's like you, ha- you cast somebody different that's not playing that character, but it's something similar to that. You know, you have, 
And there's have... still tons of really cool archaeological myths that can be taken and spun into really cool stories. Exactly. So, I mean, and I think that that would be the smart move. That would be the big money move, in my opinion. You could do it as a well, series. I mean, and I'm sure, I, I was going to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll end up being a Disney Plus series. Because yeah. everything we've just been talking about has that written all the fuck over it. Like, you yeah. have... You have Harrison Ford shoot literally one scene, split in half to book in the beginning and the end of the se- of the season, and in between is all the fucking stories. And maybe he might do some light narration here. And there. Yeah. So, but I, I'll give it. I'll give it five to. T- I'll give it maximum ten years before we get a new. Indiana Jones slash Indiana Jones adjacent property. I think that they'll end up rebooting it, just completely rebooting it from the ground up uh, and reestablishing the character, bringing a new young cast in to do that, this, that, and the other. Yeah. I wonder what it'll look like or who it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But. I will say though, I did have one problem. Okay. I had one issue with the movie. Tuk Tuks don't move like that. <laughs> they were Dude, zipping around. Was, I thought I, I would not move I, like that. That was that was a detail that like I was gonna keep to myself because I felt like it was like no. I'm glad you brought it up because I was like, dude, they were hauling. Ass. And going like zero to sixty, dude. dude. It takes a minute yeah. to get up to speed on one of those things. I was like, this this ch- like I get it that like a chase is supposed to but be, but you're pulling a small cab and, on like a two stroke yeah. engine. It ain't happening. Yeah. I mean, there's something I wrong mean, with really? the motor. Well, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, a chase sequence in this is like, uh, uh, like John Wick getting hit with two cars. Oh, yeah. It's not a movie without one. And that's how we're going to kill the big dude. Yeah. Damn. Chain him. Yeah. That's I was just thinking up, he was going to show back up. I was like, he's going to rip that shit off there. Nope. But nah, dude. He got handcuffed to a damn grate. <laughs> I really do think that they were going to spin it off into her because that yeah. was her short round. Yeah. It was going to be those two. Well, yeah. whenever and she... Indiana whenever... Jones was going to change her from stealing shit to sell it to, you know, well, I, have to, the... I have to do this in memory of him because, you know, he stayed behind. Yeah. He's probably dead. Well, she could go look yeah. it up in history and see when she got back, yeah. like... Wow, those well, statues were nice. Well, it almost, show, it almost goes to show you that she's been, like, she's just been doing the same shit Indiana Jones is doing, but instead of, like, holding on to it and preserving it, she's just flipping it at the black market. Well, dude, whenever she comes back, she goes to look to see if he's, there anything in there about him, like, what happened to him? Did he live? Did he have a long life? And yeah. when she opens it up and finds something about him, she just sets the book down and the camera pans out. You know that that painting where he's touching God's finger? Yeah. It's Indiana Jones with the hat and the whip, you know? <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, that would have been amazing. It's like, he did all right. Yeah. The penitent man. The, the now penitent the Statue of Liberty man. looks like Indiana fucking Jones, you know? Yeah. Well, and they could have done something really, really stupidly crazy. Where it's like, he already knew where the Fountain of Youth was yeah they destroyed that shit in like 1938 you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like so he could have 
traveled there, went in there, been chilling with the night dude until or, himself well, he would have he would have be, become the night because he would have had to kill him. Oh yeah, that's right. He would have had to best him in combat. Mm-hmm. But trial by combat. Yeah, penitent man, penitent man. But uh, I didn't hate it. I I did enjoy it a lot. It's just. I didn't like her character from like her, like when she yeah. first showed up and them having conversations and like how charismatic and stuff she was. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is, yeah. this is interesting. And then she's like, well, as soon as she locks him in that room, which we saw in the trailer, we mm-hmm. saw that happen. And, and I thought it was like, I got to get this I'm artifact. I got, I got it. Well, not only that, but like I got to get it back to this guy because if I don't, I'm going to die. And Indiana Jones is going to show up and, you know, save her or yeah, slash Indiana help Jones her out of this. Well, remember then, how many times he would bring up to her? He would be like, what, what would your father think of this? And she gave yeah. zero fucks. Yeah, she didn't yeah. like her dad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're going to make the character relatable to trauma. Cool. That's something that I want to face in an Indiana Jones movie. My shitty fucking childhood right now. Yeah. You know, like, give me a break, dude. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done rambling about it. And and they even tried, you know, they, they tried to, to link it in there with Indiana, with The Last Crusade. They tried to make it a big member, Barry, for that, because it was like, you know. I remember. Give me that watch back. Why? It was my father's. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. She looked at him and was like, yeah, man. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't despise the movie. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was, you know, I did worse. think, I did think that the middle could have been, could have been chiseled down a little bit. It could have been, this movie could have been short. It like when they not. first beat up with the Nazis the, in the middle. Yeah. It, it was two guys. For what the movie was about and for what the movie was doing, it is too fucking much to tell that story. So there were some parts in that middle that were a little boring. But overall, like Adam said, I mean, it it was an Indiana Jones film. It checked all those marks, absolutely. Uh, Just some of them didn't meet what my personal expectation like I know, like I know, we I know we saw the, the 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 MacGuffin get used, and we got that sequence with them going back to Greece and stuff. But I was I was ex- expecting a little more fireworks out of a movie that long. Like we were going to get a hell of a payoff, and that's well, what kept me trudging through the middle. You know. Well, in that thing too, the way they set it up, it was like he thought he could travel anywhere with it. It's like, nah, it'll only bring you here. Yeah. And this Which time, I was, like you're supposed to I be was, the help. And you brought that up. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that it wasn't something where yeah, it was locked. They where they popped it in, and it was like, all right, what year you want to go to? Yeah. It just wasn't holding his mouth the right way when he assembled it. Yeah. Activated it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't using any helping hands. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, like I didn't hate it. I just you know I didn't like her character, not the actress. Yeah. The way the character was written. No, nah, fuck that bitch. No, oh, come on. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, Ahsoka. 
Oh yeah, my rating is a half star if it wasn't already obvious. <laughs> for Ahsoka? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. No, for uh, Indiana Jones. So we got two stars? Two and a half. Uh, two and a half. You gave it one? I gave it one. Yeah. I can, look, here's my thing. I've developed this ability over time to just completely tune shit out. That's what I'm telling, yeah. Yeah. You know and what like Disney's going to do. You know, I'm just like, yeah. Mm-mm, I'm not even worried about that. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm going to let you ruin go- this for me. Yeah. I knew going into it kind of what was blah, blah, blah. Um, what we were to be expected. But, and I um, try, and don't get me wrong, guys. I try to as well. But then they ruin it by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it, and, and it creates the problem. And, and, and the thing about it is it's not like it was just a, a once, you know, maybe just one little one-off comment or or like one little moment to get to have the, the young spry kid making an old Indiana Jones feel like Mr. Magoo. Like, no, like that was just, that was sprinkled throughout the whole fucking movie where she was like, I know what I'm doing and you don't. Yeah. But that's kids nowadays though. I mean, but these days. Mariah. I mean, Indiana Jones and the backseat adventure, I guess. Indiana Jones and being forced to parent. Yeah, like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've already had one kid that I didn't have to do this with. Now i got to do it with another. <laughs> it's like, no. come on, Indy. And look, man, the what, like, before we move on, the way that they wrote Shia LaBeouf's character out. Yeah. I get it. But at the same time, damn. Thank God for taking place in the 30s, am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. So he wasn't even, you brought this up last night, I think, we were talking about, it's like, he wasn't even drafted. No. He joined just to piss his dad off. Yeah. Because he's a rebel. Yeah. She cried, mo, 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 you know? It was, I felt, I, I felt like it I felt like it probably wasn't, but it was also a dig, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just I just picture him over there in Vietnam to ride that motorcycle <laughs> through the jungle. It's raining nonstop. It keeps getting stuck. That's Playing why CCR. Yeah. Better run it's through burning. the jungle. And he just fucking... Yeah, that was kind of fucked. Like I said, it starts and you see Indy and he's like down on his fucking luck, man. Like, he's morning drinking. Yeah, like, like coffee, like, whoa, dude. whiskey. I mean, I'm just saying, hey, I'm just saying, regardless of where your life's at, yeah. if you get woke up to Magical Mystery Tour, I'd be like, just as pissed <laughs> off too, man. They're like, it's like, Moon Day. Yeah, it's like, what? He dry, he, when he goes in the parade scene, it's like, are we just going to do this in the middle of the parade? Yep. When he rides past with a horse and looks at him. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, like, y'all ain't go to the moon. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Ahsoka. They finally get back. The band's back together. This is, uh, let's see. I, I watched this last Wednesday, so. Yeah. I might need a little refresher. Well, they, um, Ahsoka shows up. Yep. And the whale's fucking like, fuck this. 
Yeah, they just, dip out. They're gone. Everybody's reunited, and it feels so good. Yeah. You get Balin and Ahsoka's like confrontation for a second. That's we get right. our watch. We get our uh, wide shot lightsaber standoff. Yeah. Um, and then they're riding around on their little tuk tuks. Yeah. <laughs> getting attacked dude, by dude, dog warriors they're hanging like shells hanging yeah. out with the ninja turtles the shell dude. people yeah yeah or the the ninja snails dude yeah snails in a half shell yeah shell power sticky hey, sauce they know. went full they went full ewok on those fuckers though throwing rocks and shit yeah like, i like them yeah yeah i like the shell people i'm the glad friendly. they didn't get slaughtered yeah yeah right yeah um i will say because i i never watched the rebel shit so i have no like oh yeah, man they they met up with ezra that's yeah. so fucking cool oh that's amazing okay, the, he's gonna die soon you know that's well, what i feel yeah but uh i will say i really liked he was like fuck a lightsaber man got the force like, nah bro. watch this well he's yeah. been practicing yeah. well that's some yoda shit and i was like i'm down with that Here's what I thought would have been funny as fuck, though. They show up there, and the Force don't work because it's a different galaxy. Uh, like, they're out okay. of cell phone range. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, Instead, I got the Force. So he, <laughs> he goes yeah. to do that, and it, and it just goes full Rick and Morty, and everybody just starts farting green gas everywhere. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that when I was watching. It's like, how funny if it was the Force doesn't work here, and he goes, he does that, and he gets shot, and he's like... Fucking, what's her name? Um, the chick with the short hair. Oh, the red uh, Sabine. Sabine, yeah, rubbing Sabine. You know what I? Um, you know what Sabine? Yeah, he's like Sabine. Why is his eyes so blue? They ain't naturally. Yeah, it's not color. that blue. Yeah, no. He's wearing contacts. <laughs> They're so I blue. I on that when I saw. Him. But yeah. wasn't there some other blue-eyed people? Oh, that was a different movie. In the Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought mm-hmm. you were talking about Dune. That too. Oh, <laughs> so it's that, he's, he's on the spice. Yeah, yeah. He's on the spice. The spice melange. He looks but, like uh, one of the people from Dune. He well, does. He's got that fucking robe on and he's got the Jesus. He looks like Jesus. Yeah. Jesus piece. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm wrong here and it's just me, but the two most interesting characters in this whole show is Balin's skull and thrawn yes i like the chick too with the big eyes she's cool she's just kind of like um she hates everybody so you guys so do you guys think that those stormtroopers are real people or do you think they're like merrick well that you remember we were talking about them being the smoke monster kind of like that one dude Mm. like i I mean yeah i have no clue because like I, don't, I mean, whenever they were cutting them down and stuff, there wasn't really anything to signify that they were something other than people, other other than them. So I mean, I mean, I know if, if they ended, if, if they end up just being really hardcore battle scarred fucking stormtroopers, yeah, I'm down with that. Stuck but, here all this time, yeah. <clears throat> but like, yeah, like I, I was Bring I, more because because the whole thing where he's like, you know, I got use for your magic, I'm like what. Did he use their shit the first time for, you know? Yeah. But, um, I like the little bits, too, about, like, how, uh, you know, like, he, 
very seldom do you see a Star Wars villain like re in recent times that's actually strategic. Yes. Like it's not a sense of like I'm really glad it wasn't a thing where they're like, yeah, we found a Jedi. We think like that she's entered uh, the the system or whatever, and he's not, and he he wasn't immediately like, well, let's all just go after. Him. Yeah. Instead, he's like, let's uh, send a, send a scouting party, send a couple people. They're like, don't you think you need to send more? It's a Jedi, and he's like, I don't got that kind of gas in the tank, buddy. We're sending these guys. Yeah, that's good. And like Dude. he got the lowdown on who she was, and he even was like, "Oh, Vader trained this bitch." Yeah, say less. And Dude he ad- and he adjusted. He even adjusted his tactic to it. You know, like yeah, and just little nuances like that. I thought were yeah. And his calm demeanor is intimidating as fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he's really tapping into um, a dude from he's a got, New Hope. He's got a little Tarkin in him. Yes, like he's like Tarkin, but like we actually get to see him be more Tarkin. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't Tarkin around, dude. That's the shirt he wears on Casual Friday. Well, he doesn't no. sa- have I'm some a... egomaniacal fucking crazy person yelling in his ear. Like... On his off days, he's just tarking off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, for, yeah, for instance, because, like, he said, he, he tells them all, like, he's constantly writing those motherfuckers. So they'll be like, we got to go do this. We got to go. He goes, no, no, priority is getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. I like how he talks to, to the chick, though. She's like, but if you call them off, then they're going to escape and they're, they're num- you know, forces and numbers and all this stuff. And he's like, but who's going to leave here? <laughs> he's and like, like, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Yeah. yeah he's, he's like, like you dumb and bastard. He, yeah. And he tells her, <laughs> he tells her right there. He goes, we're going to let her take the path that she wants to take. And we're going to be one step ahead of her every single way. Then cuts to them in this, you know, gunfight and lightsaber fight, all this stuff happened. And it cuts back, and he's like, we're missing one. Where's Lord Balin? And then it cuts back to him again, and he's like, pull the troops off. And she's like, but they're right there. They're surrounded. And he's like, bitch, we are getting yeah. the fuck out of here. Like that. What do you not Who's understand? Who's running strategy here? I've been here so goddamn long. I'm ready to go the fuck home. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's nobody he... here to bang except for these witches. And I'm over it, dude. I'm, I'm tired. Over of, he, yeah, he's tired of staring into those eyes. <laughs> oh my, what eyes? Like, I mean those like, black pits of hell that they. I have? mean, if he if he if he has to get if he has to get tied up by that red laser one more time, I mean, I can't blame a man. That's whenever I was watching the episode, he's like, I need a. Fa-. Every time he goes and talks, oh, I need a favor, and it's like, what are you giving? They that? take their gloves off. He's like, not that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm like, are you banging them for these favors? Like, what's the favor here? Well, what they do is they come together with their little lasers and make that triangle. Mm-hmm. Turns into the sash. Smaller. Turns oh, into God. the sash rune scene from the Green Knight. Oh, God. You spoiled my blouse. <laughs> He's like, bring me another shell person. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> suck the but, head, not the tail. <laughs> but, uh, but I will say, <laughs> I will say these past two episodes have, like, I I'm glad the show's 
building up to something. I know we're on the finale and a lot needs to go down. Yeah. But it seems like they're going to be able to pull it off, I hope. I hope it's not another secret invasion. Yeah. No, I think that, you know, well, they'll... I feel like the long game for Dude is like, the only way for them to leave is to come to this ship. And if we can take two Jedi hostages... Sheesh. Like, I mean... If we show well, back up over there, because I want him to show back up there. That's what I want to happen. Oh, you're are you saying you're wanting to throw on the show back up to the to the Star Wars galaxy? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh dude, yeah. Fuck it's yeah. Thrawn's world. Right. They're just living in it, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude, I've I've been wondering if they're gonna have a thing where maybe there's some sort of time delay between them getting back to the galaxy in time. And Thrawn is just fucking wrecking shit in the outer rim. Like, he, yeah. he's starting there. He's in those remnants together. Because he starts finding those planets with loyalists that we've been seeing throughout the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And yeah. start getting those motherfuckers around the Yeah. Yeah. Um, before they do get out of the, the other one from per- Paradia, I think that's where, where they're at right now. I'm hoping before they leave, we at least get to see what Balin was after. Yes, exactly. Because because we have a very we're in a very cool opportunity to get some new some new Star Wars a new dump on some Jedi some like old stuff. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I mean, we've been we've been kind of we've been playing in the same box same sandbox for years, and. I'm 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 finally ready for some new, you know. Yeah. Well, we're getting a Same. new villain. Yeah. He's coming back. He's like move his hat. He Balin's been my favorite character by far. I He's just cool. the demeanor, mm-hmm. like all that stuff, of course. And then on top of that, it's like He's like, fuck these people, man. There's well, more yeah. out here. Well what did here's my thing. What did he see in the Clone Wars? To make him turn, oh, because right, yeah. because Thrawn acknowledged him in a military fashion, and you know, like during the Clone Wars, most of the Jedi became generals. Yeah. So, well, he even said that he was a Jedi General Balin or something like. Somebody acknowledged him as that at one point, right? Yeah, it was Thrawn. Mm. Like when they yeah. when they met, yeah. So, I'm, so I just I want I just want more that guy more story. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it truly sucks that we lost the actor because he he was he was He's killing, killing it in this. Yeah. Yep, I agree. But yeah, I'm here, ready for the here, uh, here, here's a here's a question: Would would you guys settle for a recast to keep his story going, or do you think it should mm. stay with him? Here's what I think that they should do. I think that, like, this is what I would do. Whatever he finds should kind of, like, pull him, like, almost into the Force, right? And basically be, like, this huge monumental... Because I saw an article the other day. I didn't read it, didn't drop it in or anything. 
but somebody was saying that like <clears throat> because of Balin himself and because of like whatever's going to happen in the next episode and it was kind of like a kind of spoilery but not really basically saying that it's Disney's going to double down on this 25,000 years prior idea um and it's all going to stem off of whatever he's after right Mm-hmm. And I and I think that whatever it is has to be like that, that big, that significant for not only that to be a thing and for people to be like, holy shit. OK, um, but also to be like, because he'll always be remembered as the person that kind of like united fans with that. And I think that leg, if it's something big enough, I think that that legacy in and of itself would be more than enough for me. Um, yeah, but like I said, I didn't read the article. Don't know exactly what, you know, what they were talking about. It might've been a theory article. It might've been, uh, early spoilers. It might've been this, that, and the other, but yeah, like that's what I, I want it to be something significant enough. Like maybe it's like the first Jedi or it's the, the first, um, you know, markings of the force or like, you know, whatever it may be. And that, and it'd be significant enough to where maybe he discovers like there was a battle there and like stuff from that galaxy is there because of this battle. And like they're fighting over something that he, he has found there. So I don't know. Well, like, well, I mean, well, it makes you wonder too, because if a lot of that stuff in that galaxy, red's clearly their, their color of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I mean, it's clearly a Sith heavy aspect of whatever. Yeah. And I wonder if it's going to have anything to know how, like once we speed up to the events of rise of Skywalker, when they're on Exegol and Palpatine's in front of all those fucking that are all in like the, all the, the Sith, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a dark side acolytes or whatever. Like, I just, I'm, I'm wondering how that's both going backwards. Uh, I guess the old Republic, um, and how that's going to translate with the way things are planning out later on. Cause I feel like they won't downright say it that way. You can watch them go watch. It's like, you know, kind of like in a comic book the asterisk like see issue 32 to know what the fuck this means right other than that enjoy the ride you know right but yeah i've been enjoying it i can't wait for the next um next episode just to kind of see what they've got going on and what they have planned for us because these last couple of episodes have been pretty action like they've done a good job in my opinion at pacing the show out and I mean, the next episode's the finale, right? Yeah. So, do do, do does anybody happen to know a runtime on? Oh, uh, let me look here. Mm. Let's see. Without getting any spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, because I know it dropped earlier tonight. I just I uh, know oh. it. I'm 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 staying off the internet, or at least off pop culture stuff. At least. Let's pop see. Culture? What? Not telling me. Oh, 
not I, I would it. say it's probably going to be around 45 to 55 minutes. Oh, yeah. If I had to imagine. Um, so. I know before we move on to some other stuff, um, uh, an honorable mention that I want to throw out that I happened to watch the past couple of days, or I watched it today, actually. The uh, I watched all of the Wes Anderson short films. Mm. How's um, that? All four of them were great. 42 minutes and 43 seconds. Oh, fuck Ooh. yeah, dude. Um, Ooh, law. All of those short films, after the, the, the Henry Sugar one, the one that we saw the trailer for, mm-hmm. yeah, was about a 40-minute episode. And the uh, the other three were about 15 to 17. Sorry, my wife's busting up ice in the background. <laughs> but... Um, they were all they were all they were all great man uh, i'm gonna get them and uh and peep them i mean it's wes anderson you know so i mean you can knock it out within like like two hours yeah so you know but we do have a little bit of movie news here <clears throat> so we talked about halloween last week a little bit like not the holiday the actual film franchise about how there's like a bidding war going on with it and a24 was the one that was kind of uh that was leading the bidding war and the most interested in it so halloween rumors and possible further sequels teased by jason bloom so director david gordon green green director david gordon green and producer jason bloom <laughs> have been busy discussing green's upcoming horror film the exorcist believer but have somehow ended up addressing the future of Halloween instead. Though it's previously been stated that Green's Halloween Ends was meant to serve as the franchise's final installment, currently the Halloween franchise is reportedly being shopped around for a television project. During an exclusive chat with comicbook.com, Bloom noted, it was called The End, that's the end, with Green replying, yeah, where do you go after that? However, continuing... Uh, Bloom hinted that the final Halloween outing may not be so final after all. I don't know. I don't know. I've been thinking about Halloween a lot lately. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I was very sure it was our last Halloween. And now, you know, I've been thinking Halloween is coming around the actual holiday. And I don't know. I don't know. It's anybody's guess. Still, while Bloom feels unsure about. He really does not know. No. (laughs) He feels very unsure about the future of Halloween. The film franchisee's star Jamie Lee Curtis has already made it clear that she's officially done reprising her role as iconic final girl uh, Lori Strode. Last year, while chatting on Jimmy Fallon Live, the show's host gave the Knives Out star a contract which stated, I declare this is my last Halloween movie. I, Jamie Lee Curtis, Queen of Scream, daughter of Janet Lee and Tony Curtis, mother of Lindsay Lohan, hereby sweareth under penalty of... Pr- per jury that Halloween ends will be the last Halloween movie I will ever appear in for all time across all sequels and multiverses enforceable by the department, the police department of Haddonfield, Illinois. May God have mercy on us all. The actress then quipped, I should call my lawyer first before I sign anything. So it says in the article that they're shopping around rights to do a television series the way that the article read last week was that they were shopping around the rights completely for it. So we'll see. I mean, here's the thing. 
at this point, if you're going to make a Halloween flick and you're looking for investors, like Bloomhouse is probably going to get involved in some capacity, right? Like I would say Bloomhouse or Shutter, either one of those would be the major, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, and you know, we'll obviously get another Halloween eventually yeah. or show. But I mean, you know how something, you know, you'll see some stuff and it's like, man, let the makers cook. Yeah. Well, there's some stuff where it's like, let it steep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Ha- Halloween's like vape, like freshly made vape. Just let it steep. You put in the ultrasonic cleaner, dude. Four hours later, it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Grim is like, no, I want it the same fucking day. No. <laughs> No, uh, but, Adam but, remembers no. the fucking salt shaker. <laughs> but, no, but for real though, like I feel like when it comes to these type of of franchises, just like with the Danny McBride, uh, Gordon Green stuff, they had an idea and they approached the companies with said idea, and that's how we got those films. They need to continue with that. They don't need to force it. They don't need to be like, oh man, how quite wanted let's try to do this you know blah 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 blah. um halloween will always guarantee viewership there's such a brand loyalty to that franchise as with friday the 13th nightmare on elm street so you can go a long time without ever pumping out a film because the merchandise will constantly keep like that money that money machine will never stop yeah exactly and i think that with the rights thing it should be i mean obviously it should good deal for all parties involved of course but like at the end of the day whoever gets those rights don't just start shitting out halloween stuff just for the sake of it like hold on to it let some of that royalties whatever come in and then whenever a filmmaker or a writer has a legitimately good script or a a, a well-planned idea then go from there yeah, because this the the way last week's article and this week, it just seems like they're just really trying to get everything squared away so they can be like, all right, let's start production of the next Halloween movie. Yeah, and and to be fair with it being a Halloween movie, I mean, and a slasher movie at that, the bar doesn't have to be it. It don't have to exist. Well, it it's not necessarily very high. I think that that first. Halloween movie, the 2018 one, took that bar and moved it about three notches a little bit higher than it had ever been because of, like, how well the the legacy sequel was done. And then you see, you know, other legacy sequels come out that do a really great job at, like, taking that character, you know, those characters in in those worlds and and elaborating on them. So, like I said, it was a hell of a lot better than H2O. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, um, I mean, fucking turds being thrown at a mic and camera was better than that. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, the bar's not relatively high. They just need to come up with a like to be. There needs to be a clever reason as to why there's a new Halloween movie coming out. Well, and well, if you, well, and also damn good, just a good like. The thing that makes Halloween a good slasher film is its cinematography. Yes. Those creepy shots where uh, Michael's at the top of the steps or he's just very faintly visible in the shadows behind the, the character in the shot. Yeah. And 
you know, each other, fr- each other take on the character has had their, their, their moments, or at least for me, like with the Rob Zombie stuff, it was the dead silent stabbing in the field scene. Yeah. Where there's no score and it's just you hear crickets chirping, you hear Michael's knife fucking just going ham on that dude. And it's really kinda like it makes you feel like ugh like Yeah. And I think we can all agree too that in the 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 David Gordon Green movies, one of the one of the ones that I know we all talked about and that was badass was the the long shot of him walking, stalking people. You know, killing yeah. one person, getting the knife, upgrading from the knife to a hammer. You know, that whole sequence was bad fucking ass. Yeah, right. And so. and I even I even thought in the very first one, the the original re- that that remake, uh, just the cold opening where the guy pulls out his mask at the psych ward and they all start fucking all the other in all the other uh, patients start fucking kind of panicking like a predator that's like like birds when a when a you know. Like yeah. almost like a, an ecosystem where like a bigger monster starting to shake and the, the lesser creatures on the food chain are like, uh, big guy's getting pissed. He's hungry now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll and, see what they end up doing with all this. I mean, at the end I mean, of the there day, could be some, there could, there could be some really badass camel work done with a Halloween movie. Yeah. And we'll get one sooner rather than later, regardless of who gets the rights and what they end up doing with it. There'll be some, there'll be some stuff come from. Well, like, it. well, I mean, well, I know it's a different franchise, and I know that they it kind of veers off on its own little trajectory. But one of the things about one of the new Texas Chainsaw ones, it was uh, it was the one, it was the remake that came around when we were all in high. Yeah, and I think. Y'all know exactly the scene I'm about to talk about. It's when they pick that bitch up off the road and she's in the back seat. Yeah. Pulls the gun right out of the gash into the mouth. And then you get that camera shot where it goes through her mouth out the back of her fucking head. Yeah. Like that was, I mean, it's, it's disturbing, but it's a fucking crazy cool shot to do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And slashers, <laughs> slashers, like, like when filmmakers are approaching the, that's where I think a, a level of innovation done where like you, you really go, you go spare no expense on how to shoot that. Film. Yeah. Oh yeah. So next up here, Netflix has officially sent out its last ever DVD rental. Why'd you have to do that Griffin? Well, you know, So the streaming giant Netflix has officially ended DVD rentals after decades of shipping out their red DVD envelopes. With September 29th serving as the final day of service, the streaming giant reported on Twitter that the last DVD to be sent out was a copy of 2010's True Grit. A great choice Hmm. to be sure, but indeed it is the end of an era. Uh, While there are still still renting those. I'm sure that a lot of older people like, Okay, let me ask you guys, and which you may have already pulled it up. How long do you think they've been doing it? How long do you think uh, 20, about what twenty five years? Yeah, twenty five years. So you got to think about it. People that got in on that, especially whenever blockbusters and things like that started shutting down. I mean, if you think about it, if someone that was 45 
at the time that they started doing this, started renting them. And they're like, yeah, I don't really want to do the whole streaming thing. And well, they a just lot of people don't it. even have internet still. Well, that's wild yeah, like, to me when people well, like, when you, I don't when have you, internet. It's like, what? Well, when you think about Netflix in its early days, you realize how scammy it looked? Yeah. How know, scammy right. of a name Netflix sounds like? Yeah. I know. I mean, it looks like a B-tier internet service, you know? Yeah. But yeah, the quote from their co-CEO, Ted Sarando, said that today, after 25 years, we ship our last DVD. It was a huge honor to join the incredible DVD team in Fremont this week to thank them for being a part of something that changed people's lives. Those iconic red envelopes were so loved that we shipped more than 5 billion of them to cities and towns, big and small, that otherwise would have had no access to the variety of films and television shows we've made available. Thank you to all of our members and DVD employees for 25 history-making years. Here's my question. What are they doing with all that? Recycle. I mean, do you think that they're going to get rid of all the movies? I think we're going to start seeing red envelopes and bargain bins a whole lot more often. I'd pick I mean, one up. Oh, I'd buy it. Yeah, just well, just to they're, have it with that Netflix sticker yeah. on it. Like it's like it's a red. Yeah, really Remember this? Yeah. But yeah, I thought that that was interesting. I just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there because I did not realize that it had. It's been twenty five years. I remember when they first started doing it, dude. Mm-hmm. That's weird. What would, what would be interesting? Is if a lot of DVDs that didn't necessarily get make the jump to Blu-ray that are on Netflix, uh, I wonder if you know land, landing a copy of them is going to yeah. be a fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So we got some more news here about Spawn. Okay. So the Spawn cool. reboot will release in 2025, Jason Bloom declares. He's so, putting his foot down the night. Yeah, right. So founder and CEO of Bloomhouse Productions and the producer of the upcoming Spawn reboot, Jason Bloom has asserted that the comic book movie will land in theaters in 2025. Bloom has declared that 2025 will see the release of the Spawn reboot multiple times over the last few years. And the other and the producers has now doubled down despite Hollywood being on pause due to various strike actions. Uh, check out what Bloom had to say. This is his quote. 2025 is when Spawn is going to come out. I stand by that. I stand by that. Spawn creator Todd McFarlane recently, recently revealed that the script for the Spawn reboot was very close to completion. That particular strike has come to an end. Uh, Bloom is still determined to get the movie in theaters in a few years' time. Speaking with comicbook.com, Bloom has revealed that while the plan for the Spawn reboot had been to make a lower-budget horror movie, things have changed somewhat since adding multiple A-list people. My original plan has gotten tripped up a bit. You deal with a lot, given Hollywood. None of that should be surprising. But you start bringing on A-list people, and we're bringing on A-list people not just one, but multiple A-list people, and it's going to continue to grow. What they're not going to want to do is a cheap, low-budget movie with all these big-name people on it. That's why. That's not why they're signing up. They're not looking for 
a big extravaganza, but they're also not looking for an $8 million horror movie budget. So. I'll believe it when I see it. You know. I mean, I'm 2025. I I mean, hey. And then 2025 comes. Man, it's it. Man, with scripts almost there, bro. It is almost there. Well, we'll see. But, like, I mean. This has been the first time I think that they've ever confirmed exactly because there's always been like, well, we're, you know, we're hoping to release it in like two to three years. We're still working through this. We're still working through that. Then like Jamie Foxx was attached to star. Not sure if he's still attached to star or what's going on with that. So we'll we'll see. Remember, I mean, I'm sure it's probably, it probably hasn't aged well because I haven't seen it in a while, but the, uh, the, that fan film that we watched years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's just a chick in the uh, grocery store, and then she goes down the aisle, has some sort of like, and then spawns there. Like, Yeah. I remember. That shit was badass, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what's going to be coming of it. But I think that, you know, it'll come out. It'll be, uh, it'll either be popular and do good or it won't. We'll see. <clears throat> well, I'm, I mean, they should just, they, they need to just, just hire like Wazamo and let him be Violator again, man. Well, here's what's going to happen. They're going to, pat- they're don't, like, they're- don't squash, like squash the beef, patty it out, dude. Make a burger. Well, Make they're going to Grayson. They're going to cast somebody else to be Violator, and then he's going to be like, they're not hiring enough Italian dudes. It's like, they, they fucking, they violated the Violator, man. Yeah, it's like, whoa, okay, whatever. So, That's next just... up, <clears throat> Ocean Gate Titan Submersible Tragedy to be made into a movie. Who fucking soon? Yeah. Living up to the idea that a real-life tragedy will be turned into the next big movie as quickly as possible, Mind Riot Entertainment is now developing a project based on Ocean Gate and the submersible implosion tragedy that happened back in June. Yes, just a few months ago. The project has tapped E. Brian Dobbins of comedy slasher The Blackening and the TV series Blackish to co-produce. Mind Riot's own Justin McGregor and Jonathan Kesey Kessie, Jonathan Kessie, are on board to co-write the script, which currently has the title Salvaged, a title it shares with a docu-series also now being developed by MindRight Entertainment. You can read the statement uh, from lawyer-turned-filmmaker Jonathan Kesey uh, below. The Titan tragedy is yet another example of a misinformed and quick-to-pounce system. In this case, our non-stop 24-7 media cycle that convicts and ruins the lives of so many people without any due process. Our film will not only honor all those involved in the submersible tragedy and their families, but the feature will serve as a vessel that also addresses a more uh, macro concern about the nature of media today. I like how he said vessel. Like, pun intended. Vessel, yeah. That's a that's, that's a that's an interesting choice of people to make the movie. Like the dude that worked on Blackish, like that's yeah. like hardcore comedy, right? I think so. Yeah, and he wrote I mean, the Blackening. So 
How are we going to get to the how are we going to get to the bottom of the ocean and do the PlayStation 4, man? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Like by the time they get this filmed and everything, it'll be like it'll be I think it's in bad taste, man. Those, I mean, like whether they were millionaires or not, dude, a lot of like all those people died a pretty yeah. brutal fucking death. Well, they didn't yeah. know. I mean, they, I mean didn't. they didn't have no idea. They heard noise and lights went out. Yeah. It yeah. does suck though. But I mean, if anybody uh, deserved it, it was the guy that was the pilot because he was like, he didn't want people that had experience working there because people would tell him this is not safe. So yeah. he fired them all and just hired like really young people with no experience. Right. Oh, it's it's just going to be a slow shit hole. Like I think it's going to be a comedy, which is even serious. Which is even more bizarre. Because you know, like if it's if it's I mean, y'all remember the trailer made... for the blackening, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's a weird thing. Got like a 60s flunk thing to it but like the th- the reality is is like if they start working on this flick now even if it comes out like 2024 like tw- around this time next year people are gonna forget all about it i mean a lot of them probably already have yeah so i mean i think that that's the nature of everything moving forward i think that just or because every, of like, or just everything always like every little tiny thing that happens in our world gets reported on. It's just yeah. a flood of, yeah. This, oh yeah. By the way, there's big waves on the coast of this island. Hey, there's a storm in the south. Yeah. So, and the way that everything moves in media so quickly, it's like they could, they don't have to give it air. If the, if a week after it happened, no like, pun intended, movie, Griffin. Well, I mean, but you know, I didn't even think about that. But like, <laughs> if they would have started started it up a week after too soon, but like in June that happened, it's October now. I guarantee you, you ask any random person, "Hey, do you remember that?" Um, oh, do you remember the implosion? They're gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" Then you're gonna have to go in. Remember the submarine that went down for the Titanic and bought? And they're like, "Oh yeah, I kind of, yeah, I remember that." What the, the with implosion? The they'll go, "Oh you, oh oh you mean that TikTok where that big ass bomb went off?" No, dude, that's an explosion. Yeah, about implosion. Right. So, I don't know. It's it's just interesting. It's kind of an interesting little case study of like how quickly like information and in me in the media and just people sharing stuff gets thrown around so much so quickly. And then it just disappears off the face of the planet. Like it's just gone. I mean, I want to, that, that motherfucker's not real movie. Yeah. Well, it'll happen. I mean, I don't think enough time has passed on that one. (laughs) So. I mean, she's telling you right now. Yeah. Uh, next up here, Minecraft movie breaks ground as tentative filming date has been revealed. This is so, still the weirdest. This is the weirdest thing for a movie ever. I mean, I think it makes sense as a movie. It's on brand. It's Minecraft. Minecraft's fucking weird if you start really thinking about it. Yeah. But Jason Momoa in a Minecraft. Are you kidding me? I mean, 
<laughs> so as as the cinema cinematic world continues to embrace the universe of pixels, blocky characters, and expansive landscapes, enthusiast enthusiastics hold their breath for the silver screen adaptation of the global gaming phenomenon Minecraft. After years caught in the stifling grasp of development despair, the project has made a bold stride forward, unveiling a tentative date to commence filming. The air is thick with anticipation as the Minecraft movie inches toward reality, slated for release in the exuberant year of 2025. You're not writing a novel. You're writing a news article about goddamn Minecraft. We don't have to fancy this shit up as much as we are here, Ryder. Okay. And nobody's holding their breath. Yeah. The information surrounding the film remains somewhat enigmatic, but what is known carries a promise of epic proportions. The renowned Warner Brothers has taken the production helm and whispers and whispers swirl about the involvement of none other than Jason Momoa, renowned for his portrayal as Aquaman as the lead star. Per Variety has been revealed that the film's production team embarking on this ambitious journey with a completed script in hand. Optimism reigns that should optimism reigns that should the sag after a strike see a swift resolution cameras for the minecraft movie will begin rolling as soon as spring of 2024 yet the odyssey leading to this juncture hasn't been without its series of formidable stumble blocks warner brothers had set their sights on translating the beloved game into cinematic language nearly a decade ago a dream proclaimed to the world in 2014. Despite their unwavering vision, the path was marred with delays as release windows in 2019 and 2022 came and went, leaving fans with a lingering hunger for pixelated adventures on the big screen. I just wish it'd be a Mob Squad movie. Yeah, I know. Or I, I wish Jason Mom- just imagine if Jason Momoa plays the voice of the pig that can somehow well, talk the to the main character. The reason he's in the movie, it's Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's wearing a fucking Aquaman skin. Oh. <laughs> Explain. How you Could you that, would, that would be great if I mean, it's kind of a meta. I think thing. it's like, going to be like, funny. Like they they yeah. acknowledge that someone's playing the game. Like now, there's kids that play Minecraft, but most of the people that are older that you know, yeah. that it kind of lines with, like, well. Because of how well the Lego movie was and how... Yeah. How, oh, this how, movie will make a billion dollars, probably. Well, for sure. But, like, if they can get the writing anywhere near the Lego movie... Like, have you ever fought the Ender Dragon before? Yeah, like, if they can get it anywhere <laughs> near that, then then it'll be in a good spot. Because, like, that the Lego movie was made for kids, but it, it, it had adult written all over it. You know what I mean? Now, um, no... And I mean, and the thing, I know they have little like story stuff here and there, and I haven't played Minecraft Legends, mm-hmm. but um, I did fuck around with Minecraft Dungeons, uh, and the the little stories that you play through and that, like, there's there's absolutely room for a movie there, really good family adventure. Um, it's just like I said, it's just funny as hell that Jason Momoa is in it. Well, originally Charlie Day. Yeah, I remember that. Was was gonna, wasn't he going to direct it or something? Yeah, he was going to direct and it. Star, and star like... in it. Yeah, and that would have been the to me the perfect 
Steve voice would have been Charlie Day. And you know, Minecraft's also, it's an old enough game that there's a generation of kids out there younger than us that grew up and this is their game. Yeah. So they're going to be able to cash in on like so many like gut punch moments, like parents playing Minecraft with their kids, the kids finding Minecraft and structures to like, you know, like I hope they touch on stuff like that, like without having, without being too on yeah, I like agree. that would be cool. I mean, they they said they have a script done, so I would I would be interested to see what they're gonna what they're gonna do. Because I mean, essentially, at least from what I remember, played it. Uh, when you quote unquote beat the game, you basically get a long, vague ass poem saying, "Hey, can't believe you got this far. Go the fuck outside, dude. Yeah, go do yeah. something. Like." Yeah, that's that's exactly how it ends. So, you know, we'll we'll see what they decide to do with it. I still hope that it's fully animated. I hope they don't try to make that transition into live action or anything nah. like that. Um, nah, man, the charm the charm of the game is the damn squares, dude. Yeah. So we'll see. Twenty twenty five is shaping up to be a pretty good year so far. Spawn yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, right. So, I mean, we're going to need some sort of escapism after 2024. It's an election year, bro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Regardless of who wins, dude, it's going to be like, oh, shit. It's going to be that first year of one group bitching about the other. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So last up here, Marvel Studios will soon start meeting with writers for upcoming X-Men movies. So the return of the X-Men to the big screen is getting closer. As Disney Plus prepares to welcome the most famous mutants to its catalog with X-Men 97 and with Deadpool debuting in the MCU next year, the collision between the former Fox franchise and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is inevitable. And the studio knows it. Beyond the comics, the X-Men universe has become one of the most successful brands in Marvel's entire history. From the animated series of the 90s through the original trilogy of films in the aughts, its uh, its continuations years later, the Wolverine saga and the Merc with a Mouth films, mutants have dominated the screens for years. After the merger between Disney and Fox, fans have been waiting for the arrival of the X-Men to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uniting the world of the Avengers with that of the mutants. Although there have already been some references to the existence of these characters in some MCU projects, such as Miss Marvel or Black Panther Wakanda forever, everything will become reality when Ryan Reynolds returns to wear the red mask of Wade Wilson next year. But that will only be the beginning. Deadline broke the news on Friday that Marvel Studios will soon start meeting with the writers to receive uh, pitches for upcoming films based on the X-Men franchise. Obviously, there is still a long way to go before any of these projects hit theaters, but it is an important step forward for the future of the MCU, whose stories beyond Avengers Secret War are a mystery. Uh, And then it goes on to talk about uh, X-Men 97, which I'm going to check out. I mean, I enjoyed watching the 90s X-Men cartoons. It was Saturday morning, bro. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's... it to me, this is what I'll say about it. X Men, because the Fox 
and Disney merger happened how long ago at this point? Um, hold on. Let's see. That happened in 2017. It was comp- so it was announced in 2017, completed in 2019. Right? It's 2023 mm. now. 71.3 billion. It's kind of felt like they've been holding off on doing anything with the X-Men and you like basically keeping them in their pocket for rainy day. I mean, I know that that's not technically the case because they had a lot of other stuff planned out for the future. But I mean, if they announced it in 2017, when did Endgame come out? 2019? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2019. So, and it went through in 2019. So after that came out, after Endgame came out, then Feige and his team got together and started planning out the next arc of the MCU. And in that arc, they're like, we're going to do the Deadpool sequel. And that's all we're going, we're not going to introduce any mutants. We're not going to have any mutant related things come out at all. And it's weird. And same thing with fantastic four to a degree. It felt like they kind of kept that stuff in their back pocket for a rainy day. That way, if it started getting stagnant, Oh, we've got Wolverine and we've got Mr. Fantastic and we've got professor Xavier and Magneto. It's, it's, you know, it kind of felt like they've kept it, kept it close to the chest for, if things start falling apart in some capacity. And I'm glad that they're finally starting to, you know, bring some of that to light and everything, but I don't know. I'm very interested in the Deadpool movie because depending on how the Deadpool movie is, and maybe that's like one reason they're like, okay, we'll do Deadpool. And that's going to be how these worlds collide. And how these things happen and how we introduce what these people are, this, that, and the other. So there could be more to the story. It's just weird. Like you acquire Fox for $71 billion and a large portion of that $71 billion is MCU properties, Marvel properties. And you don't do anything with any of those properties for five years. Like, it's just, it's weird, you know? But anyway. I mean, Disney stock is pretty shit, so... I mean, clearly there's not that many good decisions going on. But I get what what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm ready for it. I mean, I'm ready for Deadpool. I'm also, I'm just ready for them to start bringing some, some characters in there. And it's one of those things, too. It's almost like, man... Like James Gunn's doing his DC thing, but could you imagine if that never would have happened and um, he had the ability to to take over for some of those weird X-Men teams, kind of like what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy and the weird characters like Alpha Flight would have been perfect, you know, like something like that. So, yeah, but I'm ready for it, man. But yeah, that's all the movie news.
Yeah. I remember. Is I mean, is that theme song more iconic than the Power Rangers theme song? No. Whether you're a fan or not, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You, yeah, you. Whether you're a fan or not, you know. Tap a mile away. I mean, it's just shred your face off. Mm hmm. Well, I believe we do trailers next. Yeah, I'm trailers. So yeah, I dumped a shitload of trailers this week. I kind of took the wheel for a second and uh I know we uh usually watch a lot of what's current, usually what's dropped, and I know that there those are definitely here. We got a few new ones at the bottom. But um, I'll save the rest. I figure I'd just take my chances and roll the dice. Tenders for um after this first trailer, uh, along with the gods, uh the rest of the trailers that I have dropped um are all part of the Criterion collection, so they they all have some renown to them. They're not just ass pulls. Um some of them were different lists. I kind of, I kind of spent probably a good hour, hour and I a half. I see early too. On um, on Criterion's website today because it all kind of started because I'd seen that uh, Hideo uh, Kojima guy made Metal Gear Solid. Uh, the recent people that posted his his top ten picks. Mm-hmm. I certainly wasn't going to sit. So I just kind of hopped from people. Um, I I was uh, uh, I should have tagged who, which list each one came from. The more the more creepy, the more well, the, most of them kind of have a little gas. But um, some was pulled from Kojima, obviously the, the Japanese. Uh, film from the 60s and stuff um but for instance uh some others were picked aubrey plaza's list for um and another one was uh, can't remember the guy's name but he's actually he starred in mid and so some of these away from your mic or something man oh uh some of the picks were okay um, some of the, the, some of the picks that are further down the list were pulled from the actor, uh, who was in Midsummer, one of the dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also happens to be a filmmaker, so he had a little, and, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, 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 the connecting thread to trailers two, uh, through eight. This first one was just a random, I just saw 
Okay. Uh, Japanese blockbuster. Okay, let's give it a go. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a two-parter. I think it's almost it's almost it's like it's uh like a uh, it's like Japan's version of Nightwatch, not in theme, but like you know, like they're big. We're gonna put a lot of money in it, you know. Right. So, some of these trailers might be good. Some of them might suck ass. I just Let's like I said, them. I'm just yeah. You ready for the first one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm. Kim Jong-ho. What up, Kim? Look at him. Oh, that's him dying. Kuja. That's something I've never seen a Asian firefighter movie. Yeah. Lightsabers. It's a lot of riding just to say, find my son. I'm not riding. been judged looks pretty good definitely would check um, that out there is also a sequel to it so yeah along uh, with the gods the last 49 it's got the other one's got the dude from train to boost on in it so yeah i'm dt dub on that both of those I got my pick for foreign film February, by the way. I got mine too. I almost uh, I started to drop the trailer for mine in here, but I was like, nah, I'm gonna hold it. Uh with this trailer coming up, make sure you have your subtitles on here set to English. foreign film February pick is Dogtooth but y'all stay away from it oh I'm picking the Holy Mountain so uh this movie is supposedly uh, about hell and um 
it's it kind of has like it's one. I mean, it's a Japanese movie, so when it goes off From the rails, it probably stays there. Yeah, for 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 its time, apparently, its big hell sequence is really is is is, is very iconic uh, in Japanese movies. So, ready when y'all are. Yeah, let's do it. Three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm. This is the rain, dude. <laughs> nah. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. But it can't be. Because he probably would have been like 10. I mean, for 1960, it looks kind of fucking nuts, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't want to go to Japanese hell. <laughs> huh. I know that. So in this <laughs> next one... Now, some of these trailers, I just watched a couple seconds to make sure they were back the trailer since they're such old films and not just someone going, so I watched this and here across another um, but, but just when you watch this trailer, pay attention to who the lead is. Y'all are saying is it, I, I didn't, I didn't go that far with it. But I was, I was, imp- I was like, holy shit, okay. Tie me up, tie me down. All right, three, two, one, play. That's well, in mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas.
<laughs> Jesus. That's why his shirt was wet. That happened yeah. b- before. Oh. Damn. That's a lead wire. Damn. <laughs> he just headbutt her? Yeah. This music's <laughs> giving me anxiety. Yeah, right. She's pretty. He's all fucked up. No headbutt. Oh, little Zorro. Okay. So, speaking of anxiety. <clears throat> so, the, the trailer doesn't explain what this movie is at all, clearly. It looks like a comedy. Well, uh, <laughs> I looked up what it's about. Antonio Banderas plays this guy who kidnaps a porn star and tries to make her fall in love with him. I mean... I think he might be a killer. I'm not sure. Right. But yeah. Um, this movie, Eight and a Half, showed up on a lot of people's list. Uh... When I saw when when I saw what it was about and some of the trailer, I was like, this is an Adam movie because it's a movie about making movies. Okay, okay. So I was like, I'll throw it in the pile. Eight and a half. Y'all ready? Oh yeah. Retro. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. As you can tell, it's full on art house. 
what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, definitely got the Criterion treatment. Yeah. That's a Blu-ray rip. It looks great. Yeah. Molly, 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 molly. What the fuck? <laughs> it looks good. The fears of the creative mind. I see that. Yeah. Okay. Power of the wolf. Wolf. I like old Max. So, you know. All right, y'all ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah, ready. Three, two, one, play. This is a Rotten Tomatoes classic trailers. I haven't seen this channel yet. Mask hide behind faces. Oh, <laughs> hello, YouTube. <laughs> I'm giving it a like for the YouTube titty. Yeah, right. Deserves it. That dude kind of looks like a house. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little more anxiety. Mm-hmm. 
That makes me think of when I was a kid, I would have night terrors that a wolf would chase me at night. It was the hour of the wolf for me, dude. I mean, I, I saw who it starred and everything. It was like, yeah, I mean, and it's how long had it been since you watched the genuine trailer where it was narrated like that? You know? Yeah. Um, so Peep and Tom, uh, interesting thing. This movie was made around the same time as Hitchcock did, did Psycho. Mm. And you'll tell by the trailer that it's ultimately the same concept. But in color? Yeah. This movie tanked because it did press screenings. And for the type of movie it was, people were like, what the fuck? Get this shit out of here. And yeah. Hitchcock saw that because this, I mean, this movie effectively made the director no longer. He never. They're like, you'll never get work in this town again, buddy. Like, I think he went on to do shit. Yeah, but nothing of this caliber. Be able to have a, like a wider. Oh, it's on two. But anyway, um, Hitchcock saw that play out. He decided. Hitchcock saw all that shit play out and he decided not to press screen Psycho. Mm -hmm. And, you know, could have possibly been, you know. Yeah. It, it was his canary in the coal mine for, hey man, just let Chris just put it out in the public, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The director did a few things after, but he didn't have a lot of work. But dude, this dude goes back to the 40s. Like he made, oh, first film, 1930. This yeah. dude was born in 1905. That is wild and lived to 1990. That's crazy. Wow. And we're seeing this movie that. trailer today in 2023. Yeah. This is another one of those trailers, man, that you just can't help but love whether you're interested in the film or not. What is this? There's another. Okay, I'll come back to that later. Beep and Tom, you guys ready? Yep. Yep. Three, two, one, play. Optimum release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. The good old days. Yeah. When a camera set on a tripod. But pity him also. Film set. Oh, he likes to watch. Huh. You know what I'm saying? He's a peeping Tom.
the lonely stranger. <laughs> Damn, this motherfucker been making movies in color. Mousy. Privacy. Privacy. <clears throat> privacy. What what privacy? I think that's why they call it the privy. Yeah. Because you need a little privacy sense. in the privy. Yeah. Privacy. No. One of the greatest horror movies of 50th all time. Anna- anniversary yeah. reissue. Um third man scott orson wells renowned uk film need i say more yeah i've heard uh this is one of those that's on the list i'm shreddy oh it's in 4k what 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 is it it says the official trailer for the 1949 mystery film Watch it now in 4K stunning resolution. I mean, they. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. I was like, man, what about me? Yeah. What about I? I'll talk about number one. My, me, my. All right. Three, two, one, play. Studio mm-hmm. Cannell. Mm hmm. Yeah. You might restore that film, but you ain't restoring that sound. Yeah. Look at that. This motherfucker loves to tilt the camera. Yeah. There he is. I wonder if the original trailer had that song on it. I hope so. So I saw this one on on the list and I remember watching this movie back when it came out. And it was like my dad rented it. He thought it was a disaster movie, but it ended up being 
completely not the case. Yeah. Total drama. It's got, uh, I think, Kevin Klein in it. Sigourney Weaver. I mean, it's got a packed cast, honestly. And it's an Ang Lee. Mm. Okay. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. How about you, Clint Fandango? <laughs> ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. Damn, this is 97. Different trailer guy. Oh. Mm -hmm. Can't leave her out. Nope. I didn't even list her down here. Yep. Whoever you get, you go home with. It's like. Whoa. It's like American Beauty. Yeah. But in the 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa, Elijah Wood. Yeah. Looking young. I just remember this movie made me feel weird when it went off. I was like, that... maybe because I didn't watch those types of movies all yeah. the time. Your dad's like, I thought it was a disaster. <laughs> Trev's like, it was, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 a disaster occurs, but. Got something to do with our power line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powder. <laughs> Look what we've got. Priscilla. Did we, we watched the teaser, right? I think so. If we did not did. This is A24? Yeah. Is this going to have licensed music in it, you think? I think so, because I think this was part of the deal. Was 
they do an Elvis movie and they're like, we'll do a Priscilla movie because she wasn't in it a lot. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm but actually. How, how else are they going to sell the Elvis Priscilla two pack, you know? Come on, Scylla. Yeah. Scylla. <laughs> That's what we called her. All right. Let's do it. Three, two, one, play. There's a bear shit in the woods. He don't look anything like. Mm. You do know that she's 13, Mr. Presley. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. The estate would have you believe he never touched her until she was of age. Of course. Mm. Wow, man. What now? <laughs> Do what? Do what? Mm. Okay, so this is going to be Elvis the dickhead. Yeah. I mean, he was under a lot <laughs> Elvis, of pressure. Elvis yeah, the He's a star. They got him. Yeah, they had him at the wedding at the cake. He's smoking a cigarette. I never saw him smoking a cigarette. Come on. We get our first Toxic Avenger trailer? Yep. This has got the dinkle in it, right? The dink. The dink. And. Wood. Elijah Wood. 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 What are you doing? (laughs) Wood. All right. Wood. All right. Three, two, one, play. Damn. <laughs> she was like a fucked up hot dog. <laughs> it's like they let Adult Swim make a movie. Yeah. Jesus. Kevin Bacon? I saw that. 
so I remember the article. Dink, the Dink is playing the Toxic Avenger, right? I'm pretty sure that was yeah. him. Okay. So the original Toxic Avenger was like, I don't know, almost six foot. I mean, he was a big yeah. dude. Yeah. So. Did you see who wrote it? Mm. Macon Blair. Macon, Macon Blair? Yeah. So Macon Blair was the guy from Blue Ruin. Oh, wrote and starred in it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, the he green room. The- Green room, yeah. He was in, yeah. I mean, I know that the, I know they were dropping the, the 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 gratuitous like swearing and shit, but once dude lost the bottom of his yeah, job, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh yeah, pod locked. Yeah. He. Uh, they said the early reviews for Toxic Avengers in, and it's got a perfect store, score on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Well, it now. looks like a silly ghost time. Just lean yeah. into, into the... You just and lean into Lloyd the, Kaufman co-wrote it. Yeah. I mean, come Mister on. You know? Lean into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Bowtie over here running around. Yeah. Have you, y'all Lloyd seen Kaufman. this trailer? I mean... No, 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 no. You're fine. What about uh, Lloyd? I have not. He just—he reminds me of the. He gives off Mel Brooks. Oh yeah, dude. He's like discount. Yeah, he's like dollar store Mel Brooks, but, but like not a bad rated guy. R kind of. Yeah, yeah, raunchy. Yeah, yeah. and he—he he dressed like that. Remember that dude that was like, "I'm going to teach you how to make money." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad money. We're going to make money. I would Remember love to commercials? see those two. Those two guys have a conversation because they're so high energy. You At know what one I mean? point like, in my life, when I was a kid, dude, I thought it was the same person. I mean, they <laughs> they almost I mean, look. You know what I mean? Yeah, for it's real. Like, oh, that's right. the guy that does baseballs. It's like, eh. <laughs> but no, I haven't seen this trailer. But I know that the Cavs Superman's in it. Right? In it. Yeah, yeah. This so. is. They had a teaser last week, and I almost put it in, but it was like trailer will be out next week. I was like. Fucking insane cast. But it's coming out, yeah. Holy fuck. But it's coming out in February. Directed by Matthew Vaughn? Okay, this is going to be interesting. The guy that did the Kingsman. It's got Sam Roswell, Brian Cranston, John John Cena. Cena. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, Bryce Dallas Howard. I mean, come on. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see him. Damn. Mhm. <laughs> what 
we're getting this Seb Rockwell. Okay. Yep. It's like that movie with Daniel Radcliffe. No, hang on. Uh, the chick from Speed. Yeah, that, that writes um, the book. Was he in that? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, the guy yeah. That kidnapped her. Yeah. You're talking about, yeah, yeah. But not that. Yeah. Poor cat. What's up with that hair? Oh, shit. Silly goose. I want to watch that. I like that guy's style, man. Yeah. The fast, the... Yeah. The way that he pastes the stuff out, it's like. It's very um, British. Film. Yeah. It's very. Uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Lock, stock, and two smoking yeah. barrels. It's got that feel to it, yeah. So. Look at this thumbnail. We... <laughs> yeah, I know. What do we got going on here? Ganapath? Uh, Gan- I'll take a minute. Ganapath? I don't know, but I'm ready for it. <clears throat> Caught in a trap. That was a weird remix. Yeah, I know, right? All right. 14 million views in five days. It's crazy. I mean, you could just make hit. trailers for <laughs> Bollywood movies and make money. Well, I yeah. mean, dude, those populations over there are oh, so Oh, yeah. Everybody's got a cell phone. And you can't get around ads. On one of those. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, play. Okay. Mickey was meditating, you know. Oh, gotcha. What the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. It's a world without hope, dude. Look at those CGI buildings. Didn't know that was already releasing DLC for Starfield. Damn. Mm hmm. That's Ponder Rock. Yeah. Oh.
Look at this dude. Nunchucks? It looks it looks more fun than ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have a song. They brought that glass in just for him to throw him through. Yeah. It looks like a banger. Ooh, Next time we do Netflix. one, I want to. You want to watch, watch that? that? I want to see what a sci-fi Bollywood movie's like. I'm gonna put it in. Check it out, please, because that it looks interesting, right? It like, does. Oh yeah! When I saw that, I was the, like, "That's the one." Makes you wonder what Ponder Rock's about. And I was watching it with the sound off. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is. And I knew. I was like, there's a guy right now that's like, these people come. Yeah. <laughs> they do not owe. That, uh, that reverb mix is up to about 40 or 50. Oh, usually, yes, it's very close to. I can't even make mine. But they're like, you don't have the plug no, for it. Like to make it peak, it's like, yeah. So our, we're gonna start our first uh, Halloween October October. All right, what do we look at this? I've, here's I've got some stuff to throw out here. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got talk to me. Mm-hmm. We've got the last voyage. Mm-hmm. We've got there's one more. Oh. That sci-fi movie, it's a sci-fi horror movie that was No One's Coming to Save You with the alien. Yeah, We oh, watched yeah, the trailer. Yeah. That's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And we could top the cherry with this. It's up to y'all now. The Blackening horror slash comedy. Okay. What do y'all think? Sounds good. I I'm definitely... really excited to watch Talk to Me. Yeah, yeah. But I'd like to I watch think... all those. Yes. I think we should lead in with talk to me because like yeah, Marina's been wanting to watch it. I yeah. told her we we're going to do it on the pod, and then Corey watched it. Not my brother, but the other one, and he said it was pretty interesting. He said he liked it. So, and everybody has been giving it pretty great reviews. So, I'm, that sounds I'm, good. I'm, then I'm really interested to see an A two four like take on possession, kinda. You know? Yeah. Didn't he say it was an Australian? Yeah, he said it was an Australian film. Yeah, it's like, okay. It's like, that's not Um, a spirit. This is a spirit, you know? Yeah, right. Put another spirit on the bobby. I think I'm personally uh, excited for Voyage of the Demeter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good ratings. Speaking of Dracula, they finally wrapped filming on Robert Eggers' Nosferatu remake. What? So it'll be out next year. Yeah. Down. And that's the one uh, Willem Dafoe is coming back in it. Not sure who he's playing, of course, but like, I'm so fucking excited for his, his um, Nosferatu, his vision for Nosferatu. So. Well, do y'all want to do Talk to Me, The Last Voyage? The sci-fi flick and then the comedy. 
Yeah, I'm is that good? That. Rounded out like that? Yeah, I'm kind of sure. excited to watch that sci-fi. It's a horror slash, and it looked like a possession film. Yeah, where it's like, oh, the house is haunted, but it's an alien, nope. you know? Yeah, and that's the one with a fucked up looking alien, right? Yeah, like it looks like um, uh, quiet, quiet place kind of looking thing, something like that. Acting a fool out there. But they do the classic galloping. scene in the trailer when you watch the trailer. It shows the dude being pulled up like from a, uh, not Red October, Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like and his arms are back and up. it does that where he snaps back and it's like, that's Fire in the yeah. Sky, dude. Anytime you see that, yeah, Fire in the Sky. I'm down. So we got a little bit of everything. We got kind of hoodoo, voodoo. Yeah. Vampire. Yes. I'm aliens, excited about that. Yeah. And a comedy. Yeah. Somebody mentioned something for uh, Thanksgiving for us to do, like uh, November, but I can't remember what it was. It was a series, but I can't remember what the series was. If I remember, I'll I'll bring it up next week. But yeah, I talk mean, to me. Is a check in the mail, Trav? Don't forget to raise the flag. 